Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Hello, Deacon Tom, Jeff. you always seem to be here, and it's so good to just to look up and see. <laughs> that can be like, interpreted in many different ways. No, 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 no. You're, it's, it's not time for it's you like to leave. the company that won't go home. But we have, a, we have more company here, too. We have Doug Grakulski. Good company. Great to be Joining here. us here, fellow uh, Polak. I appreciate you being here. Uh, <laughs> I can say that because I'm Polish. I'm Close. outnumbered. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You have nothing to worry about, Tom. But we I can you. change that light bulb. I, let's not go into <laughs> Polish jokes. I've told many in my life, but uh, they're very unfair, and uh, no, we should never say totally things fair. about entire peoples. They're totally fair. Now we anyway. So we're not going to go down that path. <laughs> I refuse to let it go there. But I will say we have a great path to go down today. All right. Because I find uh, I find that the Lenten season is is something we can always talk about. And one of the interesting things about it is we start singing those Lenten songs. And then we hear, you know, these 40 days of Lent, O Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And you start thinking, 40 days, hmm, I've heard that somewhere before. Mm -hmm. And we've actually done a show uh, on the Catholic Cafe on numbers in the Bible. We did. And the significance of numbers in the Bible. But 40 is particularly, uh, I don't know, a lot. there's a lot of impact with the number 40. It's a prevalent in number in the it's, Bible. It's a big time. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering if you know how many times the number 40 is used in the Bible. Tom. I would guess. Just a, like, a wild like guess. Like 140-ish. Yeah. 140. On, you know the number. It's 146. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How about me? Well, again, uh, Impressive. We, we don't need Thank to you. know that. We don't need to know that. But but knowing that is important because it helps us know that this number is used a lot. It's kind of an important number. That's right. I mean... And normally when I'd hear the number 40, I would think things like, you know, Tom's IQ. <laughs> Shoe size. Shoe size. His helmet size. Were you a size 40 helmet? I think that's right also. <laughs> He's got a big head. He can't oh wear hats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and well, no, was the road you didn't want to go down? I, I can't like remember. <laughs> that's because you got a 40 IQ. I played too many times without a helmet. That's exactly right. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, but seriously, though, the number 40 in the Bible is a is a... You know, it's a significant number. Mm-hmm. And so I thought we would do a show about this because a lot of people don't realize just how many times in Scripture we have the number 40 being used. And then what that could possibly mean, because there's a lot of uh, um, there are a lot of things you can read the Bible and kind of skip over some things and not think that there's significance. Mm-hmm. And there's some deeper meanings behind certain passages and events in the Bible. And then things like 40. Like you said, the season of Lent. It's a season. That's right. And it's also 40 days. That's right. Why? Although you do the math and you go, man, bad mathematicians, because it's, <laughs> it's more than 40 days. Isn't mm-hmm. it from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday? Right? But then you realize, oh, wait, the, the Sundays right. aren't part of those 40 days. That's why we treat the Sundays of Lent, although they are Sundays of Lent, and there are special qualities to those. Very, you know, we, we don't have a lot of music, and uh, things are, are toned down. A lot more silence Hallelujah. and solemn, and, right? We, that the A word is not used, even though the Doug just pronounced it up to a million people worldwide. In the middle of Lent. Way In to the, go, Doug. Oh. That's okay. It's all right. We'll forgive him for that. Polish. But exactly. We, there are words. <laughs> there, there are prayers we don't say. There's a different tone and a different mm-hmm. quality of um, solemnity 
during those 40 days, those, I'm sorry, the, the, the Sundays yeah. of Lent. And yet those 40 days, right, exclusive of the Sundays are days of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. And it's a very serious time for us. But why 40? Right? Why 40? And so we're going to talk about those, the, 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 that number 40. And I thought what we'd do is start to, let's just review some of the places in the, in the Bible. We can't do all four. Yeah, there's no highlights. We'll take the highlights. How about that? Yeah, we'll take some of the highlights. But, you know, how, how long were the rains when they fell for Noah? 40 days, 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights. That's a long, long time. 40. That's Mm -hmm. a big deal. Um, And so how long were the Israelites in the desert? I'm guessing it's 40 40 right? years. 40 right. years. Right? So sometimes it's 40 days, sometimes 40 years. So they ate that manna for 40 years. Now, I think I get tired of fast food. <laughs> pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. But can you imagine 40 years of the same meal? What's, what are we having tonight? Potatoes. You know? <laughs> it's like the first couple of nights, I like potatoes. But after a while, it's like, potatoes again. I mean, could you imagine the kids going, manna again? You know, Get, get used to it, kid. 40 years, you're going to have manna. In the mm-hmm. desert, but the fact is, they wandered the desert before they reached the promised land for forty years. Right, right, a significant time. And obviously, you know, God, when He went up onto uh, uh, the mount, right? To uh, I'm sorry, Moses, Moses, when He went up onto the mount to be with God, right? He did this a couple of times. He was up there for forty days and forty nights. Right, right. Again, that that number forty. And of course, He led. He was in Egypt for forty years mm-hmm. as an Egyptian. Right, as an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Right, we've we've seen the Ten Commandments movie. Right? right then, at you know, at age forty, God made him uh, a shepherd, put him in charge of some goats or whatever for forty for years. forty years, yeah. and prepared him to do what? Prepared Lead the people for forty years. For forty years, yeah. He died at one hundred and twenty years, and so we start to see this thing. Uh, and he even sent. Remember, he sent spies looking for. Um, they were looking for the promised land, mm-hmm. and how long were they gone? They were gone for forty days. Right, and so um, when you would the, in Deuteronomy, the maximum penalty for whipping—I didn't even know this. I didn't know this either. Look, you know, you Google the number forty and put the word Bible in there. It's amazing what you find. It is. But in Deuteronomy twenty-five three, we read that forty stripes was the maximum whipping penalty. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool to know. It's cool to know that. And again, is that significant? I think so. Could, mm-hmm. could that number be random? As we as we get in there, it's like God allowed. Um, the land to rest for 40 years. We read this in Judges mm-hmm. 3.11. God again allowed the land to rest for 40 years in Judges 5. He did it again and again. Right? There's a guy named Abdon, a judge in Israel, who had 40 sons. Good for him. Wow. Yeah. What Man. a yeah, prolific dude right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, so, um, and you know, you know, Eli judged Israel for 40 years. Goliath presented himself to Israel for 40 days before David took him down. You know, I'm going to go, you know, uh, I don't know who Ishbosheth is. It's Saul's son, okay? He was 40 when he began to reign. David reigned over Israel for 40 years. The holy place of the temple was 40 cubits long. Hmm. Um, the lavers or the baths in the temple, there were a bunch of them. There were, uh, in First Kings chapter 7, we read that there's a measurement. 40 baths was how big these lavers were. Mm-hmm. 40 baths. Now, apparently it's more than 350 gallons, I think I read somewhere. Hmm. That's a lot of water. It is. But it's 40 baths. Mm-hmm. 
And you start thinking all the connections. Um, there's the, the sockets of silver are in groups of 40. We read this in, in, uh, in Exodus 26. Solomon reigned the same length as his father, 40 years. Elijah had one meal that gave him strength for 40 days. Ezekiel bore the iniquity of the house of Judah for 40 days. Uh, Joash reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. 2 Kings chapter 12, right? Uh, Egypt to be laid desolate for 40 years. I mean, you know, I don't want to go over because there's a whole bunch more. Of course, we get in the New Testament, and of course, Jesus fasted for forty days and for night, forty nights. He was in the he was in the desert for forty days, mm-hmm. and this is our connection to uh, more specifically to uh, Lenten times when we experience Lent for forty days, and we, we the readings lead us to this time in the desert. But you look at that number forty, and you start reading. Now, what was the what characteristics? Dougie, do we see in in these events that are all taking place? What are some of the common characteristics, or um, what is the tone of the events that are all these forty days and forty years having to do with? I think you see atonement in there. There's always atonement. Somebody's, you know, paying a price for something. Okay, so like a judgment or 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 paying the price. A judgment. You know, you think of the rains. You know, or Noah. Uh, right. Moses atoning for the sins of and the, those the rains Jewish people. from Noah. I mean, it cleansed the earth. Cleansed the judgment earth. Right. on the earth. There's multiple levels there. Right. It's a so cleansing. It's a healing as part of the atonement too. Yeah, but it's not necessarily a, a pain-free healing. No. So it's, that's where we get that judgment idea. But it is. It's good for us. But at the same time, there's so there's judgment involved here, right? And I mean, then also there's just a period of like there's a lot of waiting going on. So anytime there's a there's a significant waiting, you know it's usually attributed to have forty days, and that it's, it strengthens you. I think in a lot of these instances, there's a reason that it's a long time. That's right. That's right. And I guess forty could just also be mean a long time if we if we got rid of the word forty um, and just put in you know a long time or or many or long days or whatever. You you could read the passage; it would still make sense. You know that. It rained for many years. It you know it was always many. It was a lot. Yeah, it meant a generation, I think, too. And yeah, like one generation. Well, back and then. you look, and and again, it biologically, it has a lot to do uh, with uh, uh, y- y- humanity and how long we live, and all these things. And you see, a generation. It's about forty. Right, it did represent. You're, you're exactly right. A generation of man. So uh, all these things come into play, but other characteristics. I mean, we mentioned waiting, but you talked about it strengthens you, and so it's also a time of of preparation. Preparation, right? Prophecy. Getting ready, getting ready. I mean, preparing for Jesus's ministry. Right. The the, the first thing he did, which I think is interesting, is you know when we're taught to prepare. For something we we've talked about on this show before, mm-hmm. but you know you eat a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know Mary, the mother of God, I'm sure said to Jesus, "Now before you start that ministry, <laughs> eat your cereal, have your Wheaties, have yeah, yeah. two bowls because you got a big ministry coming up." But but instead, what he does is he goes into the desert and he fasts for forty days, which is a really interesting concept and the idea that he'd be emptying himself to be filled with the glory of God to give him the strength that all his strength would come from God. But again, he was being prepared. Spiritually prepared in that case. And he, right, well, the temptation in the desert. Right. The devil was there for 40 days. I, you know, I don't know if I could take 40 seconds with the devil in my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. In but the he, desert. Right. He was there for, for 40 days, right? And it's interesting to note that uh, that this preparation 
sometimes comes in the form of judgment and sometimes comes in the form of maybe pain or suffering. But usually it's really longing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's waiting. It's, it's, uh, another word I like to use is anticipation. Mm-hmm. We're, getting, we're getting ready for something. We're anticipating something that's going to happen. Something good. Well, we hope that's exactly right. (laughs) We hope it's something good. In fact, if you look at all of these situations, right, something happens at the end of those 40 days or 40 years, right? Coming into the promised land, starting a ministry, Mm -hmm. all right, the reward of something, the cleansing of the earth, all these things. There's some some big event that happens uh, in, in in these 40 days. And I think it's important for us to understand, or 40 years, that when we see the number 40, that something important is getting ready to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and that, so as we read that, we have to look at that and go, well, well, what's getting ready to happen? And it just changes the perspective with which we read Scripture mm-hmm. when we're reading that number 40. I, I have a feeling that uh, most people, when they've read 40, they've heard that number, but they haven't really thought through and thought the significance and the connections. And what's at the end of the tunnel? That's There's exactly something right. something there. Yeah. And, and there's so, a reason for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you had said it earlier that there was a reason that there would be 40 days of this or 40 years of that. Uh, and so, you know, I think it's if, we are, if we're going to look at Scripture and totally dig as deep as we can, and I, I don't want to get into symbolism so much as uh, um, just to understand there are meanings behind things. And there are meanings behind like a length of time. Mm-hmm. And they're real. It's a reality. That's exactly right. It's a right. real thing. Well, you know, speaking of a reality, I mean, I, you, we have to ask the question, well, when the number 40 is used, does that mean that Moses was in Egypt exactly 40 years on his 40th birthday mm-hmm. that he then become a shepherd? Okay. And then was it exactly 40 years to the day, right, that he was a shepherd and that the people of Israel now were going to follow him at the age of 80 into the, you know, on their way to the promised land in the, you know, wandering through the wilderness was there exactly 40 years. And then, you know, you, you can ask the question, did it rain exactly 40 days? I mean, if you had a stopwatch, a 40 year stopwatch, 40 day stopwatch, and you clicked it, would it go off? Now, I imagine it could have been, but I would say not. Doug, you make such a good Catholic. You, you, you know, you, you, we have our ideas about and thoughts about this, but the, the question is, do we have to believe in a literal 40 days or a literal 40 years? Um, now, there are some people listening to the program who's like, I believe that. That's great. But Exactly, and you're free to do that. Yeah, I think so. Now, there are many, many biblical literalists who would look at the Bible and say every single word spoken is right. absolutely to be taken literally that the Bible is indeed a history book. With the exception of Jesus saying, "This is my body, and this is my of course, body. yeah, Be that's, nice. a, that's not necessarily taken literally by everyone. Be nice, or unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life within you. But we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. But many people will, will interpret the Bible literally in that regard and say, mm-hmm. "Well, if the Bible says it was forty days, then it was forty happened, days, right? Then it was then it was forty days." But the question becomes: Do Catholics have to believe in forty days? So here's the answer. The answer is we're going to take a break, oh, and we're oh, going to come right back again. and talk about that 40 days or 40 years. Hopefully, we won't be gone for 40 years, but 40 we'll be minutes. back right after this. I'm Bess Drzemski. 
And this is another great moment in church history. John Paul II was one of the most prolific popes in history. He left as a gift to the church thousands upon thousands of writings on virtually every topic regarding faith, morals, and the human condition. These letters, books, papers, proclamations, speeches, and homilies will be read, poured over, examined, critiqued, commented upon, argued over, and indeed treasured for years to come. The person of John Paul II is clearly revealed in his writings. A closer examination of his fruitfulness clearly demonstrates where his passions lay. He was intensely positive in his outlook on the Christian experience. He said, Do not abandon yourselves to despair. We are an Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. He was focused intently on the well-being of the family and saw in this domestic church the hope of future generations to be protected from negative influences in the world. He told us, The great danger for family life in the midst of any society whose idols are pleasure, comfort, and independence, lies in the fact that the people close their hearts and become selfish. He was a strong and constant advocate for those most vulnerable in society. He said, The cemetery of the victims of human cruelty in our century is extended to include yet another vast cemetery, that of the unborn. He helped crystallize the church's teaching on the necessary relationship between faith and reason. On this subject, he stated, Science can purify religion from error and superstition. Religion can purify science from idolatry and false absolutes. More than any other pope, he found himself on the world stage, addressing nations and championing the fundamental and God-given dignity of every human person. He wrote, Social justice cannot be attained by violence. Violence kills what it intends to create. He also loved the arts. He mused, I have a sweet tooth for song and music. This is my Polish sin. But perhaps his greatest quote was one that was never spoken out loud by John Paul II. As he suffered his final years, months, days, and hours to the very moment of his death, he never complained about his failing health. He took this dignified road to demonstrate to the world the need to accept the crosses which God gives us and willingly unite our suffering to those of Jesus. A lesson for us all. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and uh, we're going to talk, continue to talk about 40, the number 40, and we were just like right there in this cliffhanger mm-hmm. about do we have to take it literally, and Doug's already said it, and, and the reality is if you want to take it literally, you can, mm-hmm. yeah, but if you don't want to take it literally, you don't have to, and you can understand that, that the Bible is, uh, it, the Bible teaches us. And sometimes we teach with illustration, you know, that the, the, the Bible would use um, uh, symbolism or concepts or ideas. And then sometimes actions that would teach us. Sometimes they're literal actions and sometimes there's parables or stories. Uh, sometimes there's illustrations or mm-hmm. comparisons. And so we start to realize that the Bible is much more than just a history book. And now if you want to believe that in that literal seven days of creation, mm-hmm. you can. 
but at the same time, if you want to believe that it took place over eons of time, you can as well. Mm-hmm. The Catholic Church says it doesn't matter whether uh, you look at whether it was ex- this amount of time or not. You have to understand the, the underlying truth. And the importance of it. That's exactly in right. In terms of your salvation. Mm-hmm. That, you know. That's right. And that's what we should transition. It's like, okay, so if it was not a literal 40 days or a literal 40 years, right, then then why why the number 40? And why are we looking at this? And what is this supposed to be telling us? That's exactly it. Because when we hear the number 40, it's supposed to be telling us something. Right. And we go back to the mm-hmm. to the time of testing or the time of judgment or the time of anticipation you know, waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And so when we're in Lent, we're we're not just, you know what, let's have a period of uh, suffering and <laughs> just uh, quiet and just, that's, no, we just need to have some time off. And no cheeseburgers. That's right, exactly. We'll cut out the meat, we'll cut out the sweets, we'll cut out the whatever, I gave up Diet Coke, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to not have any Diet Coke. What would be the point of not having Diet Coke for these 40 days, right? Why, why would that be important to us? Unless we were anticipating something. Mm-hmm. The light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. So unless we're looking to something and saying, well, what, what's at the end of this? And so if Jesus was in 40, 40 days in the desert, 40 nights, or 40 days tempted by the devil, mm-hmm. then he's looking at, well, what is this time of preparation for? It's for the ministry that's going to be the salvation of the world. It's my purpose and meaning here on this earth at this time in human history, mm-hmm. right? This is why the incarnation took place. And so now I'm preparing for this stepping out into ministry. And, that, and so then it makes perfect sense. I think right? the book in that too, the fact that, you know, he walked the earth 40 days after the resurrection, you know, and what happened at the end of that 40 days? No, you're exactly right. And so a lot of people miss that and, and think, well, okay, so, Really, forty. So another another time of anticipation and waiting. And, what are we and waiting preparation. for? And what are we preparing for? The right. church. Mm-hmm. The and we church. start to realize that okay, this is the church in motion, the birth of the church, and this idea that that before Jesus ascended into into heaven, right, and right before he says it, he says, "Go therefore, right, teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son." And he says, "And lo, I'll be with you to the close of the age." Then he leaves. Right, it's like you stop and think. Well, wait a second. Is, did he really leave? And then, as we start to realize, no, he instituted no. Eucharist. He's here with us, right? Right. And participate. But, but up to that point, right? We we forget so often that he was here for forty days. What was he doing? He was talking to the apostles. He mm-hmm. was preparing them. Preparing them, dudes. Right. We're going to build a church. I, I told you, Peter, that I was going to build this church. Now we don't have this recorded in Scripture. We don't know what he said to them, other than. We know that he was with them. For Feed my days. sheep. No, this is exactly right. We did. We do. We do have some nuggets. Those aren't Mick nuggets. No, they're important. <laughs> but those are good nuggets, right? Where he teaches, where he comes back and he says words of wisdom, and and some of the greatest ones, of course, are "Peace be with you," mm-hmm. right? And we get the sense of of, of pe- abiding peace. But you know, in those forty days, he didn't. Ju- they didn't just sit around. They didn't watch television, right? And catch Gilligan's Island reruns. I mean, they weren't just like twiddling their thumbs. We don't know what they said and what they did for all of those 40 days, but they were days of preparation, a time of preparation for what? For the church that we have today, the 2,000-year-old church, 
here I had just dated this program. People are, you know, a thousand years from they're going to go, oh, this is an old program. <laughs> but, you know, we're, our 2,000-year-old program, you know, a program of the Catholic Church, right, was being prepared for in those, in those 40 days. So rightly, uh, rightly bookended um, uh, Master Doug. But, but again, what, are we, what we really should be looking at now is, okay, so what do we do with these 40 days of Lent? Right? Do we just give up the Diet Coke? Do we just give up the chocolate? Tom, what'd you give up? Bacon? No, you said something. Adult beverages. Adult beverages. Exactly. That's right. You told us that. And so, Doug gave up patience. They, exactly. Humility. He gave Humility, that up too, right. as well. Um, well, patience too. And nonviolence. Me. He gave that up as well. <laughs> but the point is, what are we doing? And, and why is this relevant to us? So, you know, 40 days and 40 nights of rain and 40 years of wandering in a desert, right? Uh, 40 years of eating manna. Uh, 40 days of, of temptation or 40 days of uh, fasting. What What is it that we do in our 40 days? And and how should we now view this number 40? Really, it's a call to action for us, isn't it? A call to, to revelation, a call to uh, each of us to stop and say, hey, uh, there's something going to happen big. It's going to involve me, and I need to be prepared for it. So I need to stop, and I need to prepare. And so the question is, how do we prepare in this time of Lent? I mean, do we simply just give up Diet Coke or adult beverages or patients? Right? <laughs> do we just simply give things up? Or what is the what is the state of mind? I mean, Doug, how, how do you use Lent? I mean, how do you actually prepare yourself for Easter right. well, in this Lenten season? You know, the aspect of giving up is important, but adding to, I think, is important. You know, listening more, trying to pray more. Right. Um, just trying to be, uh, sound pompous, but to be more holy, preparing for that for that Easter Sunday. Right. Yeah. You know, recognizing it. And we, really, we see the Easter really not so much just that weekend or that day, but it really is the rest of our life, right? As, as salvation, right. right? The resurrection and longing and looking forward to our own uh, bodily resurrection that we could be with God. And yeah. interestingly... You know, I think if we were in the Bible, we all might be uh, living for 40 years or 40 times 40. I mean, the number 40 would apply to our lives. That we are here on this earth for a quote-unquote 40 days or 40 years, right? And then we should use these this number 40 in our own lives really as a preparation, you know, for the eternal Easter, for, for our own resurrection in, in heaven, uh, that we would be with God for all eternity beyond 40, right. right? So we're in a time of 40. And so we need to take the time and stop and prepare. That's right. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, bless us, we pray, as we prepare, await, and anticipate the coming of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the world with justice. May our 40 days be fruitful and spent in prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table. <laughs>